This is episode 356 So The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Men, the newest A24 film from direct, uh, director Alex Garland, and then uh, a small little film that's dropping on Amazon Prime next week on May 27th and currently in select theaters now, Emergency. So what will he think of both films? We'll just have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Real Me and Colin the Movie Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Chase Lee, and thank you for joining me on this uh, wonderful day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of you guys, before we begin the episode, if you could spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. Uh, all, all you guys' support throughout all these years, especially uh, now, now that I'm going through you know, a bit of a lull and like I'm trying to like find my rhythm again. Your patience and your support has just been absolutely uh, heartwarming, and I really uh, just love all, all, all of you, every single one of you. Um, and so, yes, if you could spread uh, this around and let people know that, hey, there's a movie podcast out there that you you trust, um, send send this their way. I think I think they won't they won't be disappointed. Come on now, uh, you guys are all smart out here. Um, but yes, uh, thank you guys if uh, you uh, you do that. So. This is episode 356. Like I said, up at the top, I will be going over uh, A24's newest film, Men, from writer-director Alex Garland, who brought us uh, such great films like Annihilation and Ex Machina, um, a really just true visionary in the kind of science fiction and even like science fiction horror realm. Um, I always look forward to his projects, so Men was one of them, so I wanted to review that. And then a small little film that uh, I attended a screening for called Emergency. Um, it uh, drops on Amazon Prime uh, May 27th and uh, is currently in select theaters. Um, if you choose to watch this for uh, whenever I uh, talk about it. So a uh, little, little fuzzy in the brain there. But before I get into all of that, I got to ask. You guys know what's coming. You guys doing great? You guys, uh, you guys doing fine? Uh, how, how's everyone doing? Um, and so, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, now that I'm kind of settled, I think I'm ready to discuss everything with you guys in terms of what's been going on. Um, and this will not be the only episode and then four weeks later, I'll have another one. I'm actually going to have another episode next week. I'm going to have Top Gun Maverick, uh, is episode 357, but, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I owe you guys an explanation in what's going on. I am going through a divorce. Uh, I am currently separated from my wife, and we will uh, go through the divorce process after we sell the house, and we're, we're cleaning that up as we speak. But I had to get an apartment. I had to go find my own place, and so I'm currently in that place. So I told you guys I was moving. Uh, I have found a place. I've been here for a week now. <laughs> Um, and so I kind of was ready. I, I set up my desk area. I felt uh, reinvigorated. I felt powerful. I was like, you know what? There's people out there that listen to this crappy little podcast and I want to continue doing that for them. So I was really just amped to keep it going. I set up the desk area. I was like, yes, this is what, this is what I want to do. Um, so if I can help it, I would love to go back to the one a week schedule. Um, 
if obviously if there's movies coming out. Uh, I have a few in the pipeline that are guarantees, so you know I, I think I shouldn't have any problem um, continuing to watch movies for you guys. And I got the Alamo season pass, so um, uh, I can obviously see movies for free. Um, of course, I still spend money uh, there because their food and drink selection are just absolutely superb. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I so I have the pass, and and so I want to get back into it for you guys. So all that to say. I went through a lot. I'm now here in an apartment by myself. I'm ready to tackle this head on and do as much as I can for you guys. Um, so, like I said, depending on if there are new releases every single week, then I will try my best to have a episode a week. Now, if there is a big blockbuster coming out and the next one doesn't come out for another two weeks, then obviously it'll be another two weeks. Or depending on when I see it, uh, I could see it early, and then I could uh, have the episode up early, depending on the embargo and everything. Once again, just kind of depends, but I will try to have an episode a week. You all deserve it. And I deeply apologize for not being as consistent, but that is what I've been going through, and I just wanted to be upfront with you all. I wanted to be honest with you, and hopefully making this into a regular basis again um, will have a little bit of consistency and uh, you know you guys won't feel left out and so I always I always feel bad leaving you guys out uh, all you guys are all, all over the world and I, I am deeply humbled that you've chosen me to be your movie person um, so yeah I just wanted to let you know that I'm ready to rock again I'm ready to do this I got my desk set up it looks swanky don't want to ever use that word again to describe something. But, um, yeah, I, I'm ready to go at this head on. So, um, but, hey, listen, you know, next week I, I have an episode planned. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion will be at some point. Uh, kind of want to hit up Bob's Burgers the movie uh, as someone that has only seen, like, three episodes. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff coming up, uh, and I just want to just kind of go head on again and uh, give you guys what you need. So, so that's what's been going on with me. Um, for any of you asking if, uh, you know, I'm doing okay mentally. I'm doing okay now than I was a few months ago. Let's just say it that way. Um, I, uh, I am happy. I, I, you know, it's been a while since I've been that way. I'm, you know, figuring out how to live by myself again and just my, my schedule and my life and Honestly, it's been fun. I'm working out again. Uh, I live like a mile away from my office, so I walk there. So I just get my cardio in. I'm catching up on all my TV shows. I'm playing more video games. I just, I'm enjoying life. Uh, it's uh, it's nice, and that's uh, that's another reason why I wanted to get back into this. Cause I like I'm in I'm in the right headspace, and so I, I really hope. Um, I didn't lose too many of you guys, but I, I whoever stuck around, let's let's continue this thing. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's what's uh, that's what's been going on with me. Um, I hope everyone out there is doing fantastic. If you ever need anyone to talk to, you can always email me, tweet at me, whatever you need to do. Um, probably email me just because like I don't see my tweets anymore for some weird reason. But um, yeah, I, I understand like what people are going through and like there's always something going on with someone and uh you know 
me being kind of vulnerable like this and telling you guys this situation, I, I just want you to know that if you don't have anyone to talk to, I, I can do that for you. And so, and just even talking to you guys, which you guys aren't talking back, but it feels better just saying it out loud and just like just telling someone, um, even though I don't, I don't know most of you, it just, it feels nice. So, all right, all that sappy stuff out of the way. What have I been catching up on? Guys, I have been cramming Better Call Saul for like the past month. And it's been amazing. Uh, I am now caught up with it to uh, to where uh, uh, it's with everyone else. So caught up with this last episode that dropped a few days ago. Outstanding stuff. Uh, just as good as Breaking Bad. And I don't have AMC Plus. Um, so you're probably wondering, or AMC for that matter. So you're probably wondering how I watched it. I did not pirate it. Uh, actually, I have a VPN. So this is uh, for anyone out there that lives in the U.S. that uh, wants to watch it but does not have AMC or AMC Plus, but has Netflix. If you have a VPN, you can shoot your VPN over to the UK. And then if you reopen your Netflix app, it will be from the UK. And they actually have Better Call Saul weekly. As in like they take the episodes that just aired that week and they drop it on the service. So uh, that is your way to watch it if you're here in the U.S. like me and you don't have an AMC or AMC Plus uh, subscription. Um, highly recommend that method. It's, uh, it's very fun. So yes, that's how I watched the, this last season. Uh, I just watched it on the U.K. Netflix. So uh, yeah, so I've been catching up with that. Done with it now. Now I've watched three episodes of the final half season of uh, Ozark. Really great stuff. Can't wait to finish it, but also I'm taking my time because I'm going to be really sad and deeply depressed once it's done. So I want to finish it, but also like I'm taking my time. I watched three episodes today. I might just like hold off until tomorrow or something. But um, yeah, and then uh, I've, I've been watching Barry uh, season three. I'm liking it so far. Um, I'm hoping it picks up here pretty soon. Atlanta season three has been interesting. <laughs> Uh, I kind of like the anthology approach of having some episodes focus on different characters and other uh, parts of the world and having the social commentary aspect to it. I'm kind of liking it. Um, I know it's not going to be for everyone because uh, it does kind of stray away uh, a little bit from the main storyline, but uh, their B storylines are pretty powerful, so I am not going to really complain that much. Um, but Atlanta has been really nice. Um, what else have I been watching? I mean, Better Call Saul was basically on my homework list for the longest time. Um, so I finished it. Uh, that's about it. And of course I finished Moon Knight. Um, uh, I, I guess since the last time we talked or maybe I brought it up on the last uh, episode. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it uh, overall. Uh, looking forward to Ms. Marvel. And I saw the She-Hulk trailer like everyone else. And I thought that looked really cool. So, yeah, we'll see. And then, of course, uh, Thor Love and Thunder coming out in like less, like in a month and a half. Um, insane. Uh, cannot wait for that. But, yeah, uh, a, lot, a lot of great TV coming out. There's a lot of FX series I want to watch on Hulu. Um, and then HBO, I also want to watch a bunch of them that I kind of missed. 
so yeah, just a, a lot to watch. Um, and then, of course, uh, movies and stuff like this so I can talk about it with you guys. So yeah, just been very, very busy kind of catching up on stuff. But Better Call Saul was my main thing. Uh, it was my main squeeze. And um, yeah, it's really, really great stuff. I am, I am worried for Kim, Kim Wexler. I haven't been worried about a fictional character uh, this much in a very long time. I fear for that woman's safety. She's going to get roped up in uh, Saul's uh, uh, deals and stuff. I'm not looking forward to it, but there's something that's going to go on with her. And uh, I think even Howard, to some extent, um, I think he might he might get roped into something too, and he might die as well. And for anyone that doesn't watch Better Call Saul, you're probably like, I don't know who the hell these people are. Um, it's a great show. If you love Breaking Bad, guess what? If you thought a spinoff of Breaking Bad was going to be stupid... I was also one of those people. Nope. Vince Gilligan uh, and uh, also co-creator uh, Peter Gould, they took care of it. Um, they took r real good care of uh, Saul Goodman's character, and it, it's been a really fascinating journey for, for that man. And so I, I'm worried about Kim. Um, there should be a petition online. Save Kim Wexler, please, for the love of God. Do not let her die. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, really great stuff. So... That is what I've been catching up on. And of course, movies and stuff haven't really been watching anything except for Doctor Strange. Um, there was a couple others I, I wanted to check out. I still not, haven't checked out Fantastic Beast 3. I'll probably just watch it on HBO Max whenever it, it dumps on there. Um, and then, yeah, there's uh, some, some good movies coming out next week. And of course, June's all stacked. So I think... Uh, there's going to be a little bit more reason to go to, go to the theater. But what have you guys been watching? I, what, what, what's been going on out there um, in the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast community out there? What's, what have you guys been watching? Um, so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it in terms of catching up. But, guys, let's not waste any time. There's two movies to talk about. Um, one in A24's Men, uh, directed and written by Alex Garland, which I – listen – Annihilation is one of the best films of the 2010s. I don't want to hear anything. Uh, there will be no argument from any of you. Thank you. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to talk about men first, and then uh, the second one will be emergency. So when we come back from the break, we will be talking about A24's men. Is this going to be a, a film that's going to be like everything, everywhere, all at once, where we're going to be praising about it for weeks? Or is it going to be like a humongous just stinker on the A24 resume. Well, you just have to tune in and find out when we return. And welcome back from the break. Let's not waste any more time and let's talk about men. Now this one comes to us from A24. It is written and directed by Alex Garland. And this one tells the story of a young woman, played by Jessie Buckley, who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. So going into this, I was actually kind of excited. Um, Alex Garland, to me, is a fantastic filmmaker. When you look at his resume, it's all over the place. Uh, but I, I've, I've enjoyed pretty much everything that he has touched. You know, so, whether it be... Uh, uh, Writing 28 Days Later, great little virus film. Uh, Never Let Me Go, he also wrote that one. That's also a nice little romance. Uh, Ex Machina, uh, Annihilation, which I will die on that hill and say Annihilation is one of the best uh, science fiction films, one of the best films of 2018, and one of the best films 
of the 2010s. I absolutely adore that film. It's a sensory overload. It is uh, thought-provoking and it is mesmerizing the whole way through. Fantastic little film. All that to say that men is a misstep. Uh, I don't really care for this film. Don't really care for to watch it again. And to be quite honest with you, I think this film would have been fine if it were a short film. Like, because there's a lot of great stuff in this when it comes to story and character and really building emotional intensity. But I think dragging this out to an hour and 45 minutes um, was, uh, I think, a mistake. Uh, because by the time it got to the end, I really just wanted it to be over. Um, I got all the themes. Uh, I got all the messaging that Alex Garland was trying to shoot through the story with. I got all of it. I was not confused by any of it. I didn't think it was like too weird or abstract. I mean, it is weird, um, but it's not the type of like David Lynch weird where you have to like watch the movie a million times and then go on YouTube and find like theory videos and still be confused by it. This one's pretty straightforward. I just think for the subject matter, this could have been more potent as a short film rather than a full length feature. So, Let's dive into it. Let's start with director and writer Alex Garland. From a visual standpoint, I think this film uh, looks fine in some scenes and then actually uh, flourishes in other scenes. He really utilizes a lot of shadows, a lot of uh, uh, visceral and creepy imagery to really kind of get under your skin. Uh, some of the lighting is really nice. Um, so I think from a visual standpoint, it, it looks horrific. It looks beautiful at times. Um, and, you know, it, it looks fine in other scenes. So it's kind of like a, a mishmash. But I think from a visual standpoint, I think, uh, you know, he, do, he does just fine. Um, and when you look at stuff like Ex Machina and Annihilation, he really understands, like, special effects and CGI and how to blend that and make it look really just um, visceral and real and just really... Um, in the scene and make it feel like it's a part of the scene. He does that here to some extent, but um, yeah, you know, it, it looks fine overall. The main thing that people are going to be talking about is the story and it's uh, thematic messaging targeted towards men. So here's what I gathered from it is that this story uh, at the center of it is a woman who is going through uh, the grieving process. Um, by the way, I'm just going to talk about spoilers here. Unless you are like that, like iffy about men spoilers, uh, then click away. But in order to talk about this movie uh, openly and kind of discuss its themes and everything, you got to talk about everything that's going on. So at the core of this story is Jesse Buckley's character where her ex-husband um, uh, dies because they were on the verge of getting a divorce and he pretty much blames her for like, if you get a divorce from me, I'm going to commit suicide. So basically putting her in emotional manipulation and uh, really making her feel guilty about the whole situation, even though a marriage is a two-way street. So right off the bat, you kind of get the hint that like, all right, Alex Garland is going for the jugular and saying that this film is about toxic mas masculinity and the swaths of men out there who use these tactics on people in their lives. 
okay, I got it. Um, and then as the movie progresses, you know, when she's in this English countryside, she uh, meets uh, Rory Kinnear, which by the way, I have no issue with the, the acting or the performances in this film. They're outstanding, especially from Rory Kinnear, who plays every single um, male part. And Alex Garland did that uh, on purpose to also uh, kind of highlight that uh, that all the men in in the, the view of Jesse Buckley's character, all men are the same. They might have like different clothing or different personalities, but at the core, all the men are the same in this movie. And that is a problem because all of them have... Uh, insidious tendencies brewing beneath them um and i don't think alex garland is saying that all men are like this even though it is the visual metaphor in the film i think it is just within the film universe alex garland is also a man i highly doubt he would just be like yes all men are terrible you you gotta take that to heart we're all just bad I agree there's a there's a large portion of men out there that act like this in the movie. But to say that all men are like this is uh that's not good. <laughs> um because that's just not that's just not the case. There's a large portion out there that are, but to imply that would would be really dumb. Um but I don't think he he meant that. I think he meant it in this universe. Um and so yeah, I, I got all that, and I got uh, what he was going for in terms of displaying men in this type of world and how toxic they can be. I also got uh, what he was trying to say with the whole like rebirth of man and having this like abusive cycle that men are, and they never change. So every time when someone would die in this, this uh, film... Uh, whether it be by Jesse Buckley's hand or whatever, um, they would always come back as like this slimy, naked man baby. Um, and every time they came back, uh, they got progressively more in tune with Mother Nature, I think. I think that's what he was going for. That one was a little iffy on it. I didn't really know what that one was about. But uh, every time when man would come back, it would basically just repeat the same abusive process and emotional manipulation and toxicity and it, it was a cycle that was just never broken once again i got all that from alex garland and what he was trying to say um what else oh uh <laughs> the the final line of this film uh yeah, it was one of those ones where you thought there was going to be some type of a, a emotional resolution for uh, like her and her ex-husband who she kind of sees in visions and everything. And it's like, no, he still has the same thought process. Uh, uh, it's kind of horrifying. <laughs> um, it's not something to laugh about. I'm just saying that when you go through this whole journey and you realize that, yeah, the cycle is not broken – all the men are the same in this world. Doesn't matter where you come from. That's really sad and depressing. Um, but yeah, I, I will say in the overall um, kind of viewpoint of men in this universe, what I really liked about it the most was 
uh, Jesse Buckley and her ex-husband and how that relationship was, how it devolved, uh, what her stance was, what his stance was, and knowing that there are there's couples out there like that, and you know some couples just don't work out, and some some couples uh, have uh, abusive partners and they emotionally manipulate, and that was really sad to watch, and that was really uh, emotionally um, effective, and I, I thought that the core of this entire movie that dissolving marriage and what happens and how she is blamed and like what he does like uh i thought that was really powerful stuff and i think that's once again getting to the point of this could have been a 25 to 30 minute short film and i think it would have been more effective but uh like i said earlier the uh, performances are actually really good uh, jesse buckley is a treasure by the way uh i'm glad that she is getting more work i'm also glad that she was nominated for her first oscar last year uh, for The Lost Daughter. Um, she's great. I have no issue with her. I actually have no issue with Rory Kinnear either. Guy plays all the parts in this movie. All of them have distinct personalities and looks and just the way they carry themselves. And I thought he was really diverse in his roles. And um, it was absolutely terrifying to some of them uh, as well. But um, yeah, I, I thought the commitment between him and uh, Jesse Buckley was really just really cool to watch. I just, I, I liked... Uh, even taking this bizarre idea and running with it 120% was really, I just, I admire it. It was really fun to see. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I also liked uh, some of the, it might have been too on the nose, but I like some of the visual metaphors that Alex Garland was also telling visually instead of uh, through dialogue or through story. Um, well, I guess it'd be, it's a part of the story, but you know what I mean. Um, there was a couple of a couple of them that I thought were uh, really interesting. One, he plays with a lot uh, uh, with dandelions. You know how dandelions are the flower you pick up, you blow, and the seeds just spread across the wind or whatever and um, do their thing, right? And if they land in the ground, hey, they grow, grow some more, right? Um, I thought that was an interesting metaphor for how uh, – because there was a couple times where – the dandelions were featured as like the seeds were just blowing off and just going everywhere. And uh, it is a sexual metaphor, but uh, definitely a, uh, a metaphor for men just, how do I put this, uh, PG, laying their seed everywhere and not really uh, having any consequences. They just kind of do it and it, it, it could affect a lot of things all at once. Um, and so I, I thought that was interesting. And then... Actually, one of my favorite ones was when Jesse Buckley in the movie goes through this tunnel. It's a very magical tunnel. It's it's very um, it's very beautiful. It's it's kind of uh, uh, alluring. You're just like you you kind of like want to go explore in it, and like it, it kind of connects two parts of the forest, and it's it's a really just kind of a beautiful structure. And she she sings into it, and it it, it echoes. It travels down and. She creates like a nice little song out of it. And she's having the time of her life. Like she is finding peace and comfort in something that does not involve her ex-husband, involve her, her life currently. She's just in the moment. She's in this tunnel, right? And then at the end of the tunnel is this, this weird, creepy man who stands up and starts running in it. Like running after her. And she runs away. Very quick little scene, but... That kind of encapsulates 
the whole mood and the whole atmosphere of this film that the men in her life are all the same and they all come after her and they uh, they don't understand what they're doing or maybe they do and they just do it maliciously. But um, there's always a haunting of this type of man that is always going to follow her uh, because she experienced it with her ex-husband. Now she's experiencing it with all the men around this countryside. But what I liked about the tunnel scene was that she found peace and comfort in something and a man just sprinting down it with no care, no warning, just kind of doing his thing. You can put two and two together. Um, so I thought that was an interesting scene. And I think that whole scene kind of encapsulates the whole movie and just everything about it. But yes, uh, to kind of like wrap it up, I, I understood what Alex Garland was going for. I don't think I was... Uh, I don't. I, I don't really have any questions about anything. Maybe like the whole Mother Nature thing. Um, maybe it's just that simple. I have no clue. But um, I didn't think it was like you know David Lynch weird where you have to like you know like you said, like I said like you have to watch it twenty times and you have to um, watch theory videos online. No, pretty straightforward. I just really think for the story that it was trying to tell and uh, what was going on, I, I honestly believe. You make this into a short film, it would have been way better. Like this could have, this should have been like the short film that Alex Garland made after Annihilation before he made his next big one. So uh, yeah, I like the performances. I like some of the ideas. Uh, some of the um, scenes uh, are edited well and uh, crafted to just peak terror. But I don't really recommend it. Um, I, I mean, if you're curious, go for it. But I, I have no desire to watch it again. And I think that this is one of the weaker A24 films. And definitely the weakest Alex Garland film. So. And that is my review of Men. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yes, that is my review of Men. Let me know down below what you thought of the film. And uh, whether you liked it, loved it, or hated it. Because it seems to be pretty... Pretty unanimous online, uh, but who knows? There might be some brave soul out there that will stand his ground. Uh, when we come back from the second break, I will be talking about Emergency, a little film that's coming out on uh, Amazon Prime and currently in select theaters. Uh, tune in when we come back. Now, this one is actually playing in select theaters right now and will be uh, on Amazon Prime next Friday, May 27th, if you want to check this one out, uh, regardless of what I'm about to say. So what is this movie about? Ready for a night of legendary partying, three college students must, uh, must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unexpected situation. So going into this, I actually had no clue what this was. I read the synopsis. I didn't even want to see a trailer. I just wanted to go into it blind and just be surprised for myself. But from the plot description, it sounded like a coming-of-age uh, film with uh, some college kids that get into a a, uh, a situation where they got to figure out wh what's going on. Um, it could be funny. It could be dramatic. I have no clue. I, I just I wanted to take a chance on it uh, because I, I, I recognize one of the actors' names, R.J. Seiler, who I've been a huge fan of since Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. And, of course, uh, uh, I liked uh, the Power Rangers movie as well. He was also in that. So I was like, cool. I recognize someone. Uh, don't recognize any of the other names, but also great because then I could be exposed to a whole new group of talent. And I love doing that. 
I like this movie. It, it, I thought it was a bit rough at first when it come when it came to like the humor and just kind of really establishing the story. But man, once it found its footing, it stuck that landing at the end to where I I could forgive the way it started because like the way it started like some of the humor didn't really work and I was like I don't really know about this. But man, once it kind of found its voice and its tone and its rhythm. I was so into it, and then that ending was so powerful. I was like, forget what I just said about the, the beginning of it. This is a fantastic little film. So if you're into like uh, small little indie films and you know nothing about, jump into this one. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So let's kind of dive into this. Uh, what The one thing I really appreciate about this is because I've seen a lot of films really express the anger and the the um, intensity that is police brutality and racial uh, discrimination across this country, across the world. And so I have seen a lot of movies over the past few years really expressing themselves and uh, in, in, in just telling their story and their perspective on it, whether it be from white filmmakers, black filmmakers. Um, it's been a fascinating ride to see everyone uh, take a stand against um, racial discrimination and police brutality and tell it in interesting ways. What I love about this is that at the core of this movie, it's about two friends. It's a friendship movie. But it's wrapped in social commentary. It's wrapped in the... the, um, racial injustice and police brutality and the things that we see in real life that are really terrifying to witness. And even if you don't experience that, you can empathize with the people that do experience and you can do something about it. You can stand up against it and uh, really uh, kind of make your your voice heard. And, and so you can empathize with the situation. Um, and so I thought this was a really kind of creative way to tell it because one, this movie was entertaining. It, it was funny for the most part. The friendship was genuine. It was sweet. And then once the end of the film happened, it really got to a point where it was so emotionally riveting to see the perspective of our main characters going through a situation with the police. It was just heartbreaking. And, and, and seeing it through the performances and the, the eyes and the body language of, of, of the, the two main actors... It was really wonderful. It was really powerful stuff. So I like the fact that this film is a coming-of-age film. It is a raunchy comedy, but it's also uh, a film that has a lot to say about social commentary with uh, police brutality and racial injustice. Um, I thought it was really effective that way, and it was so unique and so different than what uh, I, I have seen over the past few years with this subject matter. I thought this was an interesting way to tell it. Um, and so what I was saying uh, beforehand at the beginning with how it, it felt a little rocky at first, like I said, some of the humor and, and some of the kind of raunchiness of it, I thought it felt a little too forced. But I think once I, I kind of got into the rhythm of the characters, and I think honestly once the uh, unexpected situation happens and they have to call the cops. That's when the movie really kicks into high gear for me. So, um, 
I could watch it again and have a, a, a different viewpoint on that. But that's honestly my only gripe is that it just it, it took a bit to to find its way. But once it did, it it was something, man. It was really special. Um, and so that's my that's, that's my only complaint. Super nitpicky. But uh, yeah, I really liked the uh, what director Carrie Williams did and writer writer KD uh, Davila. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I just like the fact that they made a super bad type of film, but have something more powerful to say beyond friendship. Even though the friendship stuff is really relatable, it's uh, it's 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 heart heartbreaking. Um, it's real. It feels just just raw in, in the moment. And like when you watch these two friends at the very end, like express like their emotions to each other and like their fears and their desires, like. There was something about that that just felt so genuine to me because a lot of us go through that when we talk to our friends and um, I might have shed a tear a little bit uh, just listening to their conversation. but And then having the other stuff kind of wrap around it with um, uh, our two main characters who are uh, uh, young black men go through this situation with the cops. It was, it was gut-wrenching. And I... I I, like I said, I, I didn't know if that was going to work, mixing like kind of the raunchiness of the comedy like with more serious subject matter, but I thought they, they did it in spades, and it totally crushed the landing of this. And the final shot, the final shot was a really great just kind of like, oh, wow, this is something that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. And uh, it, it sticks with you. It's one of those endings where you're like, "Wow, that was, woo! That was that was some. Uh, that was just that was insane, like intense. Uh, it just, um, yeah. I, I really uh, I really enjoyed the the ending of the film, but the performances, all great. Um, R. J. Siler, I mentioned uh, before. Uh, I've been following that man since, like I said, me, Earl, and Dying Dying Girl. And then, of course, he was in Power Rangers. That was his first kind of, like, big-ish role. Um, and I really wish uh, people would notice him more because uh, I think he's a super talented individual. This is my first introduction to Donald Elise Wat Watkins. He's also – he's the other friend. Wow. He needs to be in more. And if he is in more, then I'm dumb and I haven't been paying attention. But uh, he uh, he was absolutely outstanding. I really felt for the guy um, and his friendship with uh, R.J. Siler's character. Really wonderful stuff because they were complete opposites in terms of personalities, um, lifestyles, education, uh, all that stuff. Because uh, uh, Donald Elise Watkins wanted to go to uh, Princeton and uh, R.J. Siler's character didn't really know what he wanted to do beyond um, the current education he has. And so – but – for some some reason, they just worked together, and they understood that. But they were also kind of just kind of facing real life situations. Excuse me, uh, real life situations, and um, really kind of just navigating life together, leaning on each other's uh, support. And I, I I thought that was just was wonderful. And Sebastian uh, Kachan, uh, I I probably mispronounced that. I apologize. He plays Carlos. He plays the third friend. He kind of reminded me 
of uh, Dave Franco a bit, and like uh, like Dave Franco and like Christopher Mintz Plaza when I saw him in Superbad for the first time. That kid's also a breakout star. All three of them are wonderful. I hope to see them again in the future. Um, they really kind of carry the camaraderie of the friendship, the humor of the script, the uh, dramatic stuff, the emotional weight of it. They carry all of it. And so they are able to show us what a true performance is like uh, going from tone to genre, bouncing back and forth, and really inhabiting their characters. <clears throat> I thought they are absolutely wonderful. So uh, yeah, I have nothing more to say. This is a, a crazy little film because when you see it, you're like, oh, this is going to be like a, a raunchy comedy, but then it takes a turn, then it takes another turn, and then the ending of the film is comp a complete 180 from where you started. But that is what makes a story great, and that's what makes characters great, and having those emotional arcs that where they start somewhere, they end somewhere else, and they have a different perspective on life um, after they have dealt with a certain situation. So <clears throat> it's just absolutely wonderful in that regard. So, so that will do it for my review of Emergency. Please let me know down below if you've seen this uh, film or if you plan on seeing it. Uh, just let me know all of that. Uh, I would like to know your thoughts. But that will do it for this episode of the Real Man Colton Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me. 356 is in the bag. Next week, episode 357, we have Top Gun Maverick. And this is a true story, a true statement. I don't think I've ever seen Top Gun. I don't plan to watch it. I might rent it, maybe. But um, yeah, it, it might have been on TV when I was a kid, but... I think my parents owned it on VHS. I just never watched it. So, yeah. I'm not going to have any idea what's going on. I don't know. Uh, I know, like, Goose and Maverick and stuff. But, like, you know, I don't know, like, the characters and, like, where they're at. And so, like, it's going to be fascinating. But uh, that will be next week's episode. Um, maybe I will watch Top Gun as, like, a, a retro thing so I can kind of get um, an insight into both. But we'll see. But that will be next week. And I think the week after that is, uh, is it Jurassic World Dominion? I'm not really sure. That might be two weeks from that point, but who knows? I'll, I'll figure out something to do in between, but that will be next week, and then this week's episode is also done, but thank you for joining me on this episode. I am Chase Lee. You guys are awesome, whether you're listening to this during the day, night, or you know, if you're just on the toilet, at the gym, in the car, thank you for stopping by and choosing me as your movie person to just ramble on in my new apartment about whatever I've seen, so thank you you guys are awesome. But that will do it for this episode of the Real Man Corner Movie Podcast. I am Chase Lee, and I'll see you guys next week for another crazy episode on this uh, crazy movie podcast. Goodbye.